بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما بعد سيستاذ وي نو ذات ان بزنس ون اوف ذا موست كريتيكال فانكشنز از ذا فانكشن اوف اكاونتنج اكاونتنج رايت ذير از نو بزنس ويتش دز نوت هاف اكاونتنج you do it yourself or you hire somebody to do it and you keep track of what you are earning and then different parts or, or facets or different ways of accounting one is of course calculating revenue another one is to have a monthly or an annual or a quarterly uh, profit and loss statement so you know that you know how much profit you make what loss you make and then at the end of the year you have a balance sheet all of these are ways of accounting what you have done in the business now if somebody was to argue with you and say that what is the good of the accountant he does not produce anything right the accountant actually does not produce anything. if your business is to whatever you, whatever the business is the accountant is not selling he is not going out on the street he is not getting customers for you he is not uh, selling a single unit of the product So why should you have the accountant? Sack the accountant. Will anybody do that? No. Because the accountant is performing a function which is, I won't say it is more important than producing because producing obviously is the reason why a business exists. But it's a function which is equally important because without the accounts uh, function. you do not know what is happening in your business right how much did you earn what did you earn what did you spend did you make a profit did you make a loss you have no idea unless you account i remind myself and you that it is necessary to do the same process with our amal because allah subhanahu wa taala said wa alaysa lil insani illa ma sa'a allah subhanahu wa taala said in surah an-najm and there is nothing more for a human being for a person than what he or she works for right we of course we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to give us baraka in our work we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to forgive us with his mercy we do all this but the importance of the actual amal we know there so many hadith which are related to this rasulullah the man came to us sallam and he said ya rasulullah please make dua that i should be with you in jannah Uh, what did nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam tell him rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam tell him told him i will make the dua but help my dua with your deeds with your actions now why is the does the, the does the dua of the nabi need any help you know in the uh, he doesn't need any help the, this is the message he wants to give to the person that don't simply think that just making dua is going to be enough or just having a good because allah, allah subhanahu wa taala said in the hadith of qutsi ana in the zanni abdi bi allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said i am for my slave the way he expects me to be right so alhamdulillah we don't deny this this is a hadith of qutsi we absolutely believe it but if the slave is somebody who is doing everything to anger allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if he is doing things which are shirk and which are kufr and which are allah knows what all kinds of kabair and then he said no no but allah will forgive me no i have a good i have a good belief about allah i mean this is nonsense because if you really have a good belief 
about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalalu, and you expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, then automatically it means that to the best of my ability, I must try to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right. I mean, how can I be doing something completely opposite, knowingly, deliberately, and then I am saying, no, Allah will forgive me. Well, Allah has the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do not, uh, we do not limit his ability to do whatever he wants. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to forgive, he can forgive anybody. We are not talking about that. We are saying, what does the kalam of Allah and what does the kalam of the Nabi tell us? Because this is again from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. So Allah did not say, do whatever you want, I will forgive you. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to forgive us if we make istighfar and tawbah. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive even without that. And many of the minor sins and so on and so forth, the ulama have said, the uh, fuqaha have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives many of those small things even without us asking for forgiveness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this in the Quran also. But to the extent possible, it is important for us to keep track of what we are doing. And that's why I mentioned this issue of accounts. Because in, in our businesses, in our life, we practice this. So this is also part of life. This is not only this part of life, but our actions are even more important because these will go with us, you know, in our, in our, uh, in our uh, hereafter. In the Akhirah. So if I, if you ask me what is, what I, what is your net worth? What assets do you have? Right? So I can tell you I have this, this, this. If I ask myself the same question, I say what assets do I have with Allah? What is the answer to that? Right? This is important. That, that is the Amal. So what is the asset? With, worldly assets? Yes. Okay. I have this property, that property, what not? You know? But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what are my assets? So it is very important for us to specifically try to keep account of this and say, this is what I am doing. Take for example, just simple thing I will tell you. Take, take for example the first salawat. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu said, the one who prays the sunnah salawat after the fard, before and after as they come, so two sunnah of fajr, then Dhuhr we have four before and two after. And then Asr there is nothing. Maghrib two after. Isha two after. Rasulullah said the one who does all this Allah will make, make for him a palace in Jannah. Right. This is only the Sunnah Muakkadah. Beyond this Nawafil you can pray as many as you want. Alhamdulillah this is good. But do we take the trouble to consciously pray this? Or we simply pray for then walk away. And then the quality of that salah also. Yeah, Rasulullah said, don't make sujood like a crow drinks water. Yeah? Just tap, tap. Yeah, at least minimum, you know, the, what is the, what is the, uh, how, how many times, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-Ala. Yeah, at least three times, right? Ideally maybe five times, seven times, but at least minimum three times. I mean, the, the, if you, if you see, sometimes you see some people, there's no way that person could have even said Subhana Rabbi Ala properly even once. That is the duration in the sajda. Now what kind of salah is this and what is the use of this salah? Obviously we must pray anyway but the point is that you know if, the, if we expect this salah to have some value and my, my, the question I ask myself is what is the hurry? Because remember Whatever it is you are running for to complete, 
whether that is successful or not is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what sense does it make to leave Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's worship and run behind and try to solve something which only Allah can solve? So if Allah doesn't want to solve that, then no matter how much you run, you are never, that's never going to happen. So it makes far more sense for me to do my salah decently and properly and then after that the tasbihat of the salah, make dua, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Ya Rab, this is the work I have to do. Please put barakah in this, give me success in that. Then go and do your work and see, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this happen for you. But instead of that, if we rush, we just, we pray for as if it's some burden, we came and, you know, threw it here and now we run away, forget sunnah, forget tasbihat, forget everything else. I am running because I am busy, I have to do the work. Which work, what work and that work, how will it be successful unless Allah wants it to make it, Allah wants to make it successful. So this reflection on our own lives is very important. You know, small things, that's why I'm not, I'm speaking about daily things which we do on a daily basis. We need to reflect in our lives on, on small things, so-called small. These are not small. Every small thing over a period of time becomes big. Right? Every small good deed becomes huge. We have no idea how some small thing which we are doing and we ask Allah to give us this consistently if we do. Yeah? This thing with Allah has great value. So also the opposite. Anything which is not good if we do and continuously if we keep on doing then this is very bad. Right? If you de deliberately committing a minor sin, converts it into a major sin. Because you knowingly you are doing it. So one must never disregard a sm as small either a sin or a good deed. Both are very important. No matter how small it is. And we should try to keep track of what we are doing. So on a daily basis, Try to make this an, into a habit. Some time ago I said, I think I said, you know, in the night, uh, make a, keep a pad and then think about what did I do today? What was the benefit? Hmm? And in the morning, what am I going to do today? So these two things, if you keep account of that on a daily basis, inshallah, it will be very beneficial for you. And over time, you will be able to gain a lot of goodness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us Live our lives thoughtfully, consciously focused on pleasing Him, Jalla Jalalu. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill your lives with barakah, with khair. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from all evil that you know and you don't know. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease all your difficulties. Anyone who is sick, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure you completely. Shifa kamila ajla. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with you and never to be displeased. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين